Welcome to episode 19 of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Captain Fantastic and Jason Bourne, as well as discussing our favorite spy movies. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. How are you doing, man? It's been a long week, man. (laughs) Yeah, we have been pretty, pretty busy. Um, Sorry for this episode being kind of late, you guys. We had a couple of things just pop up completely out of our control. (laughs) So we were delayed on seeing Jason Bourne, and we're even more delayed on seeing the other releases from this week, Bad Moms, and what else are we missing? I think this is it, Bad Moms. Okay, maybe I'm all mixed up here, but... (laughs) What, oh, and Nerve, Nerve. I've seen Nerve. Oh, yeah, I'm you, buying a Nerve. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying a two um, movies. So we'll get that episode out probably sometime middle of next week, but or this coming week. Um, but as for now, we're going to review a movie that we've been kind of holding on the back burner for a little bit now, but I think we should review it before it leaves theaters because I think it's worth reviewing. And we'll start there. Let's start with Captain Fantastic. All right. Captain Fantastic is an indie movie starring Viggo Mortensen. Um, and basically, the premise is he, it's this guy who's raising his kids in the woods off the land. Basically, they're not in touch with society at all. And basically, again, this, all right, no spoilers, but this is not spoilers in the trailer. Their mom dies. So they have to go and travel to the funeral and they are kind of introduced to society. And that's the premise of the movie. Um, so Ozzy, what did you think of Captain Fantastic? I genuinely liked this movie. That it was a pretty good movie. Right. It's definitely one of my favorite indie movies of the year. Um, I think the main cast did a pretty good job at making us care for the, for these characters. I really liked these characters mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty funny at times. It definitely had its funny moments and I think it, I think its goal was to really question society, like, it, like question whether, like, if, societal if norms, is, is that okay? Yeah, like, like, is this really, is this really that much better? Like, is this yeah. really wrong? So, like, we left, I remember us leaving the theater thinking, like, I don't yeah. know, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, and, we're, and like we were so glad that we were that we weren't going to review the movie that day because we were just like we have to think about this. Yeah, movie. <laughs> I, this is definitely a movie that's going to make you think. Um, and it's not necessarily like in your face, like think about this. You know, it's kind of just subtle, and it poses some interesting moral questions and societal questions. Like it. Are societal norms, like, do they have to be, like, mandatory? (laughs) If somebody decides to raise their kids not according to how society thinks you should raise their kids, don't they have the right to do that? They they ask those kind of questions. And I think it's interesting. Um, And that's definitely what I like most about the movie. It's just the fact that it pushes those questions and it makes you think about it. So you're coming out of the theater thinking about the movie. And I, I think that's what some movies kind of fail to do sometimes is, like, make you think about it after you know you're enjoying it while you're there but you just forget it when you leave and this is definitely not one of those movies um another thing that kind of helped this movie for me is Viggo Mortensen and 
pretty much all the kids, but mostly Viggo Mortensen. He is fantastic in this movie. I, um, no pun intended. <laughs> um, I noticed it as soon as I said it, I was like, crap. Um, but yeah, Viggo Mortensen is great. He kind of adds this, because obviously your first thought when you see how he's living and how he's raising his kids is like, oh, that is not right. But he adds some humanity to it and it makes you feel for him and feel for, and just the way he portrays this character is like, you understand him. You understand how he's, what he's thinking, um, and how he's approaching life. Um, and I think that he does a great job of making you understand the character and making you care for the character. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, he, at the end of the day, you really, this is just a man. This is a father who's just trying to do the very best for his kids. Mm-hmm. Now it's a very unique way, not yeah. going to lie, but you do re- like, I feel that if I was a dad, I, I would still relate to this character because you're just mm-hmm. trying to do what's right for your kids. Like what's right mm-hmm. for your family. And another thing that this movie does is you do see both sides of the spectrum. Like you do see That's why it makes his, you think. Yeah, like you see you see his side of things and you see their side of things, which mm-hmm. maybe it's which is why we like we're just like, okay, like this is really crazy. So it was really I really did like this movie. It's definitely mm-hmm. it's definitely one of my favorites of the year. Um and speaking of that kind of duality that you're just talking about, it's it also has a duality in its tone, and I think it balanced that really well. Because there are definitely some lighthearted moments where you chuckle and you're like, Okay, that was kinda of funny. Yeah. And but then it also well a serious pretty serious subject. Like these kids just lost their mom and they have to deal with that. And they have to deal with the fact that, you know, maybe they're starting to realize that maybe they are weird compared to the rest of society. And so it, it balances that really some serious subject matter with just a light tone. And it's a, it's an enjoyable movie. It's a fun movie to watch. So it's not, even though it is a serious subject, it's not going to be over the head and make you feel like, Oh, exhausted by the time you finish it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Another thing I have to give this movie is the soundtracks in this movie. I liked agreed. I almost said that, but I was like, I I agree. I like great. the soundtracks in this movie, and I also like the locations that they shot. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the cinematography in this movie is just pretty great when yeah. when you get like an overview shot, and um, I think they did a pretty good job um, coming up with the locations to shoot the film and, and everything else. So I have to give the film credit for that. Agree. All right, let's move into our negatives here. So, do you have anything, Ozzy? I'm just gonna say that one of the kids felt kind of completely. Misplaced. I think I know who you're talking about. Like he just kind of felt the younger son. Yeah, the younger okay. son felt yep. completely sort of misplaced. In a sense, the understand. Character? Yeah, I mean, understand the why they did was it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had no. That didn't help. Yeah, I mean, I particularly didn't have a problem with his performance because I understand what they're trying to do with that mm-hmm. character. But at the same time, it kind of felt forced. His storyline did kind of feel out of left field. That's yeah. how I would describe it. Yeah, it was because, kind of random. Yeah, because like you saw it throughout the whole entire... Even the beginning, you saw it throughout the whole entire movie, but mm-hmm. I was just like, what's his problem? And they like, do... Like, basically, th- this kid is acting as, like, the one who's, like, questioning everything, first and foremost. He's just like, why are we doing this? What's going on? Like, And it, it just... You don't get as... Because all the other kids are fine. And you don't have any reason for him to be like that. Now, they try to give you a reason later on in the film. It's very subtle, and it doesn't work as well as I think they wanted it to in explaining his character motivations. 
Um, but I think the problem why it didn't work, why that explanation that they give didn't work, it leads into my second negative, which is we didn't know the mom at all. We, we opened the movie and she's gone already. Like she's not dead, but she's not in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, the, that's the problem. You just, we didn't know her. So when she dies, we don't really feel anything. And we don't know her relationship with these kids so that when some of these things are happening, when these kids are going through things, sometimes it just feels like, okay, because we, we didn't, we don't see that we're, we're not experiencing the same kind of emotions they are because we didn't know her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just, even like a little bit of just her interacting with the kids before the movie, you know, I think that would have helped a lot. Um, so that's one of my big negatives is just the fact I think we should have spent a little more time with the kids or with the mom. Excuse me. Yeah, that would have helped it. Uh, helped with the, the character motivations. Yeah. Because with that, the kids, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the kids did a fantastic job. It's just that, like, I did care, like, I cared for them in a sense, like, mm-hmm. when they heard about the news about the, oh, with yeah. their mom and stuff like that. Some but, of those performances are great in that moment. Yeah. But especially, I'm even gonna, I'm even gonna give it out, give it up for the kid who were, who were kind of bringing it down because he did a great job in that scene. True, true. But well, that's fair. Um, it's just his storyline, his particular storyline. It just, it kind of, it felt forced for me, mm-hmm. um, in particular. Agreed. Um, another thing that I'm gonna say is that some, some of these plots just sort of just happen. Some of the like side plots. Yeah, they kind of just happen. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a half road trip movie so i mean that's gonna happen because you're gonna stop at places and things are gonna happen then you move on so i mean i don't necessarily fault it for that but if you feel that way i understand yeah i mean it, it, it's and it's not necessarily in the beginning it's mm-hmm. just kind of like towards the end yeah when where like you leave okay where, I like think I, sort of yeah. these characters they kind of just happened without sort of like Explaining it in a sense, I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. whatever, it's that, fine, but. <laughs> that kind of leads me to my final negative is this film didn't know when to end. I think there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, if they end here, that would be a great ending. And then they keep going. And then another one where I'm like, okay, if they end here, it would be a great ending. And it's like, no, nope, we're going to keep going. And even like the actual ending of the movie, it literally just, like, they hold the shot for forever and you're just like, do they know they don't know when to end? And they're like literally making a joke about the fact they don't know when to end. Because <laughs> that was what it felt like to me. <laughs> um, I'm just like, okay, like, are you going to credits anytime? Like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't even play background music for most of it. It was like we sat there looking at them for two minutes and then. I'm not even talking. Even like I, that last shot in particular, I'm not even like, fine. If you want to end it like that, that's whatever. I've, movies have ended like that before. It's not the worst thing in the world. But I do think there were there was a moment in particular where they easily could have just ended it, and that would have been just like a little bit better. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just me. Um. All right, Ozzy. Unless you have any more negatives or anything to throw in there, what is your rating for Captain Fantastic? It is an eight point four. Wow. That is higher than I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, really, a lot higher than I was thinking. <laughs> I really did like this movie. And so it you did, think it's a great movie? I thought it, it, I thought it was a great movie, okay. and it did, and, and it did live up to my expectations. I was, uh, I was, I really did enjoy this. Movie. I think it's a good movie, not a great movie. I so like for me, um, 
I'm actually a whole point lower than you. <laughs> I'm at a seven, or oh, like a whole number lower than you. I'm at a 7.4. 7. I think 4. it was good. Like, that's not a bad score on any level. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's good. Yeah, I just it's a- don't think it's great or it's not going to be in my top 10 of the year, I don't think. So. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be in my top 10 of the year. Um, yeah, so that is our review of Captain Fantastic. So now let's move on to kind of the main meat of this episode here. It's the major release of this weekend and. Um, it's a movie we've been waiting for for a while. I think was it on our most anticipated? I think so. I think it was. We need to we need to re-listen to it. Yeah. Um. All right, Jason Bourne, Ozzy. What'd you think of it? I thought it was uh, decent. Um, that's what I'm going to be using a lot in this review. Actually, no. I mean, there's some. They had some good parts in this movie. Um, what I liked about it was. We saw Jason Bourne at like a different age, in a sense. So, not in a sense he's he's older, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we saw him in this completely different level where he's sort of um, just questioning, basically, like what his purpose is now. Yeah, which I which mm-hmm. is it, which is kind of an interesting take on Bourne, which I do appreciate. Agreed. Um, so that's, that's a positive for me okay. where we, where we see him kind of, cause in the previous films, he's, he knows what he's going to do and stuff like that. But this one's like, more he's, calculated. Yeah. He's more calculated. This one, he's just, he's unsure. But I think he's still more, he's still calculated. Like he's still the born we know in this one. Um, my, I think they missed an opportunity here. I'll be honest. Like, I know we're not talking about negatives, but I'm just gonna, I think it's easier if I just respond to what you're saying right now. Um, <laughs> For me, I think they missed an opportunity there because at the beginning of the movie, he's kind of doing things which, okay, like we've all seen the trailer. It's the money shot they showed all over the internet, all over every trailer they had is they have him just one punching that guy and going down, right? Yeah. So basically, like, as you can tell from that fight, like he, he's in a bad, like he's basically out fighting just because he wants to, um, at the beginning of the movie. And, I think they were kind of messing with that idea of just a born who doesn't know what to do with himself. He's kind of in a bad place. But then for me, I, I just felt like as we got into the, as we got into the plot of the movie, he just went back to regular old Jason Bourne. And I think his motivations became like just really, we, we've been there before. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because if it works, it works. But. It's getting. I just missed. I think they missed the an opportunity to mess with the idea of a born who has kind of lost a step, you know. And I don't think we saw that in this movie. I just he's still the same born we know. And while that's awesome to watch, I just when you start off with oh, it's a born who's beaten down. He's kind of he's tired of all this. He he doesn't know what to do with himself. And then you just go into a regular Jason Bourne movie. It's kind of like you could have done something with that. Yeah. And it was frustrating for me. I understand where you're coming from. Um, alright. I know I'm starting off negative here, but, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with another, with a positive here. Let's go with, um, the performances. I think in general the performances were really good. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon is back as Jason Bourne. Obviously at this point he knows this character yeah, very well. Kills it. Um, so he's great in this role. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is great as kind of the, um, shadowy, shadowy CIA CIA figure. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think this is 
Tommy Lee Jones is always great, and he is, he's a, I think this is a perfect role for him, to be honest. Yeah, he did um, pretty good in this movie. Yeah. Um, the kind of other agent who is basically on the ground chasing Warren was pretty good. I thought he was intimidating, and they kind of did something with his character that, um, I think worked pretty well. They kind of flipped the switch on you. Um, so yeah, overall the performances were great, and also Alicia Vikander, Academy Award winner Alicia Vikander, as always, is fantastic. I thought she was great in this film. Um, I have some problems with her character, but as for a performance, I thought she did really well. Yeah, same here. I thought the, I thought the performances were great. I also thought the sounds, like, the sound, the sound effects in the sound movie. Sound design, yeah. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Like, when Jason Bourne hit somebody, you felt it. I felt it. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, all right. Yeah. Um, and that was, it's always pretty good in this movie. I actually watched The Bourne Identity the other day, and I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, I, I know what you're saying. Um, like, when you, when he breaks a bone, you're like, oh, I heard that bone break. <laughs> I'm like, um, ah. So, yeah. Um, I, I agree with you there. Um, and go, going along with that, the action, as always, in these movies is fantastic. Um, and especially, not going to spoil, but the end fight, basically. Like, obviously, we're going to have an end fight. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Um, yeah, the choreography yes, was really good. Um, and it was pretty well shot, too. I know, like, yes, this is a Paul Greengrass movie, so you're going to have shaky cam. Yeah. It's just, it is how it that's, is. That's one of, that's leading into okay. negatives. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, let's, let's just do that then. Um, so shaky cam, that's one of your negatives? I don't, yeah. I, that's one of the things I never really appreciate about these movies is okay. the shaky cam. Like, we've gotten to a point where we can shoot action scenes Full, like a full on action scene and know what's going on. Like the shaky cam, it's not, to me, it, we've moved past that. We've seen better films. We've seen a lot of action films, mm-hmm. even decent ones, not use sh- shaky cam. So it's just, it's something that I, it's a, just a great for me when it comes okay. to just the born movies in general. I, I think that's fair. But for me, in general, Paul Greengrass knows how to use shaky cam. Shaky cam isn't in general, like it's not an overarching, always a bad thing. When it's used properly, it's fine. It gets the job done. And I think Paul Greengrass knows how to use shaky cam most of the time. That being said, there's a scene earlier in this movie, early in this movie that really, I was like, okay, because it combined not only the shaky cam, but it had really quick editing where it's like shot, shot, shot. And it's like, okay, I cannot tell what's going on, first of all. And second of all, I'm getting sick to my stomach watching <laughs> Like, it's just, when you combine the shaky cam with the fast-paced editing, it's impossible to follow it with your eyes without getting sick. So, there's just one scene in the movie where I was like, please, don't let the rest of the movie be like this. And it was early. But for the rest of it, I was like, it worked fine for me. Um, even in the end, the last fight was fantastic. And they... There is shaking him in that fight, but it didn't bother me. I thought it was shot pretty well. Um, but again, if you are very against shaky cam, I completely understand. And I think this movie's not gonna, it doesn't change from its Jason Bourne style of shaky cam. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was greatly choreographed from what I saw. Just the <laughs> shaky cam, just almost like, that, that's me fair. Just... That is fair. Um, I mentioned earlier Alicia Vikander's, um, character. Yeah. 
I think some of her motivations were kind of like, I, I they kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, I don't know why you're doing this. Like, and they didn't explain it. Well, I think they were trying to keep her like you guessing with her. But for me, it just came more across instead of like, oh, she's mysterious. Like you're trying to figure out her. It's more like, wait, what? Like it's more confusing than, um, mysterious. Yeah. To be honest, she, she has her motives don't really make sense in this, in a way. Yeah. Like you can't tell whose side she's on, why she's on whose side you think she's on. It's just yeah. Like, the ending what? of this movie with her character, I'm just like, wait, yeah, the end too. Yeah. yeah I'm like, wait, wait, so what? And I think they were trying to more explain her at the end, but it didn't work. I was just like, okay. And like, it's just <laughs> like, and again, they try to leave you with like, um, that, born i think his ultimatum when it ends um, <laughs> where you're, you're where he's talking to somebody and you're just like oh crap um but this one they tried to do that again and it didn't work um also a lot of my negatives have to do with some of these story elements and some of the character motivations um the i already mentioned born's character the social network guy and his story felt completely like that was just there i don't even understand why that was even in this movie yeah it was completely detached from the rest of the story it wasn't needed i didn't Um, care for it look i liked half of this the story of this movie the actual stuff that had to do with jason bourne that was interesting i wish they would have played more upon that and how it affects him Mm mm-hmm but instead, we focus all on this guy who basically invented a social media network, and we focus on what he has to do with the CIA and all these different things, and you're just like, this is, feels like a side story that's taking up half of the movie. This shouldn't be happening right now. And um, that that's my biggest problem with the movie. It's just that story just felt so detached, and at the same time, it took such a big portion of the movie. Um, and that leads into one of my negatives. Okay. Some of the things actually felt a bit dragged on. Yeah, because I was. It did feel kind of long. Because I, I was, I w- there were some scenes, especially one of the action scenes. I'm going to say, um, I, I was just like, are we like we're still here. Mm-hmm. Like it's been like 15, 20 minutes, and we're still here. Yeah. So it it it, it just felt a bit dragged on with some of these yeah. action scenes because they didn't know what else to do. It felt like they didn't know what else to do with it. I think even with the end, because the last act um, has, like, obviously with these kind of movies, it has a lot of action, right? Yeah. Um, and I think while it was, of course, visually great to watch, right? Yeah. Everybody's character motivations are all over the place. So it's just the the last act of this movie is so convoluted. Like, this, Bourne wants, is here for this reason. They're here for this reason. This guy's here for this reason. She is here helping him for this reason. It's just like, what? <laughs> like everybody has different motives, and you're just like, I, I have no idea what is going on right now. <laughs> Everything was so convoluted in the last act. Um, again, this movie is a fine action movie. It's a fine, it's an okay Bourne movie. It's just, it is. But it's just not up to the rest of the Bourne movies, <laughs> you know? And I think that's a problem. And I was talking to somebody earlier today about the Bourne legacy, actually. Um, the Jeremy Renner one. <laughs> and honestly, it's not horrible. 
It's a bad Bourne movie. If it wasn't called The Bourne Legacy, I think people would go, that was pretty good. But it's called The Bourne Legacy, so everybody holds it to this high standard, and it's like, oh, that movie's horrible. Because we compare it to the rest of the Bourne movies. And I think this movie's going to suffer from the from that. As a Bourne movie, it's fine. It's passable. But if you look at it, it's just like... If it was just not a Bourne movie, I think everyone would be like, oh, that was actually pretty good. I'm just, but I'm just, because it's not as good as the rest of them, you know what I'm saying? I'm just tired of seeing this whole entire storyline. I want to see Jason Bourne kind of, like, progress and really... Because they, they touch... I feel like and he they, went backwards And, and they, touch, yeah. they touch on it a little bit. One of my arguments... Um, I don't know if it's a spoiler alert, but I'm just going to... I'm not going to say it, but one of my arguments when it comes to... When it came to Carlos's and I debate... Um, okay. about Ethan Hunt and, and Jason Bourne. Um, th- there was a point that I said that I said that Ethan Hunt cares about the country. He fights for the mm-hmm. country as to Jason Bourne fights for himself. But they kind of touch on Jason they Bourne's that idea in this. Yeah, and I was interested in that. I was like, oh wow, okay, like all right, let's. I wanted to yeah. see more of that because you know we she they touch mm-hmm. on it. They just touch it though. They don't really go into it. I was like. I want to see yeah. a progression with this story. You know it's what? Been now, the same now thing. That, now that you kind of say that, I, I think this movie sets up a lot of ideas or it's a lot of questions where you're like, you know, why did he get into this? What happened with like the beginning of all this? And then they don't answer them. <laughs> They're just like, you, you give us all these great questions, all these meaty questions that can really get into the character of Jason Bourne. Yeah. And then you just let it go and went into your basic story. Yeah, like, okay, we get that J- that Jason Bourne is this yeah. rogue yeah. like agent, but let's 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 do something well, more besides just get this besides him just trying to find out about his past. Yeah. Like let's yeah. let's do it, something and- that Involves the future or and something. This formula isn't bad. It it works for them because the first three movies. I know. Did you watch the honest trailer for the Born trilogy? No, I haven't. Not okay. yet. Okay. Um, basically, they go like they go into the fact that the first three movies basically all have the same plot, but nobody thinks about it because they all work. Like it all works really well, and it's a good formula. So why not go? Why go away from it? Why not just stick with it? Um, and this one, again, has the same formula. But, but the problem is, <laughs> they, they set you up to think that it's going to be more, and then they're like, oh no, it's just your regular Jason Bourne movie. It's like, you have all these great ideas. Go with them. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, it probably sounds like we hate this movie. I didn't hate it. No, we didn't hate it. It's just. It's a fun action movie. Yeah, it's I mean, just not as good of a born movie as it should have been. Yeah, to me. It could have been. To me personally, I'm tired of that formula. I know I'm in the minority when it comes to that, but I'm just tired of the same formula. Let's switch it up. I mean, did you not like the third born movie? I, that was. That's actually in my top five. Oh. But, um. I, I want to see progression. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's do. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> what because is I your... think because I think honestly, what what's going on is is like there hasn't. That's like the last one. Mm-hmm. It, it almost that movie almost happened ten years ago. Yeah. So we haven't, you know, so that hasn't been touched for almost ten years, and then they're just going back and adding this formula again. It's like okay, but well, we've seen this already. Can we yeah. get something new? I think that's the problem. It's just, mm-hmm. Like, if you get more of the same old stuff, you're going to get a bit tired with it. Not, yeah. I mean, at least from my point of view. Okay. 
Um, what's your rating for this movie, Ozzy? 6.8. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, we're actually in this place. <laughs> nice. I was really struggling because I want to have this in the good range, but I just can't get it all the way there. Just with, like, kind of how our conversation went, I was just like, we are really spewing pretty negative <laughs> right here. Um, but again, I don't think this is a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. So I would say it's a 6.9. I'm a little higher than you, but I can't get it all the way to the good range. Mm -hmm. Um, if you like the Bourne movies, go see this, but I'm not going to like run out and tell everybody they have to go see this. Yeah. Um, so that, that is what it is. I, (laughs) it's kind of disappointing, but, um, it is just, that's how it is. So, all right, this kind of leads us into, um, what, the, the other thing we're going to talk about in this episode are favorite spy movies. Um, now, spy movie can be a general kind of term because, like, some people can say, oh, there's a spy in this movie or there's espionage in this movie. So does it count? Um, so we're going we're, we're gonna to try our best to just stick to, like, your basic, like, spy, like, a more your traditional spy movies. Like, I saw when I was, like, looking up some movies for this, I was like, Argo was on the list, and I was like, I don't know if that counts as a spy movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, we're going to try to stick away from this. And yes, this is probably going to be pretty franchise heavy with your Borns and your Bonds and your Hunts. Um, and there might be some recency bias here, but uh, come at us, whatever. (laughs) Um, so, all right, Ozzy, let's start with, we're going to stick with top five. Um, so what is your number five? Born Ultimatum. Or an ultimatum, so the third one. All right, um, I really like that one. Surprisingly, I know this will kind of lead us into um, our another segment we're going to do here, but that is not my favorite Bourne movie. Um, oh wow! I know it's a lot of people's favorite. Um, it's not. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> um, I like it. I think it's really good. I just um, there's another one that I think is better, and it's not what people are expecting. Um, all right. My number five is actually, I don't, I don't think you've seen this one. I could be wrong. North by Northwest. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Um, I believe it's Alfred Hitchcock. It's a fantastic movie. It's old, old, old. Um, (laughs) but it's really good. It kind of, it's one of those movies where you watch it and you see the effect that it had on a lot of other movies. I I was watching, I was like, oh, that, I saw that in another movie, and I saw that in another movie, <laughs> and they all came after this one. So you see where these other movies are getting their ideas from. Um, so for that alone, I have to put it on there, and just the story is fantastic. And um, so, yeah, that's my number five. Uh, what's your number four, Ozzy? My number four is John Wick. Okay, I, <laughs> I started off the top thinking, like, oh, we're going to stick to a basic spies, and then you go John Wick. Here's why I like John Wick. Well, everybody likes John Wick, but I don't necessarily consider it a spy movie, do you? I consider it a spy movie sort of, like, just because of the fact, okay, here's why. he. Here's why I really like this movie, just in general. He, You see him coming off of, like, like he's really rusty. Like, he's a really rusty guy coming back into play. Yeah. And he just kills with complete headshots. I'm just like, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is killing it. And you see, like, you see him struggling a bit. And you see why he comes back into play. And I really like it. I think it's a nice. Best character motivation in a movie ever. His motivation is because his wife died. And no. then, then, then she got him a puppy. 
And then they took the last thing that reminded him of his wife, which is a puppy. You can think that's stupid, but... I don't think that's really a spoiler because it sets up the entire movie, so what? It's in the trailer, guys. Is it? Is it it actually is in the trailer. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I don't necessarily consider that a spy movie, but I, if you consider it a spy movie, it's hard to keep it off your list. I'll, that's fair. Um, and number four is one that's probably going to get me a lot of hate for putting on my top five, but hey. It's my favorite. I'm not saying it's like the best spy movie because if that's the case, we'd probably have like all Bond movies or and a couple Borns and maybe uh, I don't know. But this is one of my favorites from last year, um, which was a great spy movie year. Um, spy with Melissa McCarthy and wow. Jason Statham. <laughs> it's a spy movie. It is. I mean, I'll give you it's that. It's called Spy. <laughs> um, and it's a comedy. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. It is absolutely hilarious. It's one of the movies where I actually don't mind Melissa McCarthy and Jason Statham is absolutely hilarious in this, in Spy. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. Go watch the, um, uh, Go watch the hotel room scene with Jason Statham and laugh and then watch the rest of the movie because it's great. So, um, Ozzy, what's your number three? My number three is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. That is my number three as well. All right. There we go. <laughs> um, I, it was fantastic. I Again, loved, I really loved this you, movie. You can call us out for recency bias all you want, but. <laughs> It's a great movie. Um, I, I told Carlos before we even started the show. Yeah. Them adding Simon Pegg into this franchise is probably one of the best decisions that they've done because he is so great with his comedic timing and I, I love his character. He works really well with Tom Cruise. He, do, he just yeah, does. He works well with Tom Cruise. The chemistry is great. The motives between Ethan Hunt mm-hmm. is, is fantastic and definitely the action in this movie is great yeah. and the the main female character i don't know what the actress's name is but she oh, does a fantastic job rachel ferguson i yep. think i think that's i think that's her name too um or rebecca ferguson rebecca ferguson i think um ferguson is the last name pretty <laughs> sure on that but she was fantastic i came away most impressed with her um she was another person apart from brie larson who was um rumored for captain marvel obviously brie larson got it um, but I would not have been mad at all if it was, um, Rebecca Ferguson. I thought she was, she blew me away in this movie. She was the most impressive part of the film. Um, the pace of that movie was fantastic. It was just, you're on the edge of the seat basically the entire time. Um, so yeah, and I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise fan, but these last two Mission Impossible movies, along with some of his other things, like um, Edge of Tomorrow from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, those have really turned me around on Tom Cruise because I used to not be very high on him. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. What is your number two? My number two is Skyfall. That's my number one, so let's just talk about it now. <laughs> um, Skyfall is fantastic. It's basically a love letter to the Bond franchise. Um, it is... It's just so good. Like, it takes the best of the new um, age Bond movies and kind of just respects the older Bond movies that came before it. And I really appreciate that movie. I think it's the best of the um, Daniel Craig Bonds. It's it's a really great movie, especially I love the villain the in the movie. The villain is fantastic. The way they introduce the villain is so 
it's very intelligent how they introduce mm-hmm. him and he's he's literally like like James Bond's Joker in in yeah. my eyes and I was I was intrigued by their dynamic and everything so it was great I really loved that movie and the action in the movie was great mm-hmm. um again I love I love what they did with James Bond's character where they made him rusty getting back in the field after yeah. months being off being off and it was it was really great I, yeah. I do I do love that and particular they, t- take. they had a really ballsy approach starting off the way they did in that movie with the state that Bond finds himself in yeah um it's fantastic it and it doesn't rely too heavily on the action like it's not like one of the it's not like the um rogue nation where you're kind of like on the edge of your seat the entire time um and but it's just so well done that you're just sitting back and you're like this is fantastic. It is it is my favorite Bond movie. Period. Um, all right. Um, my number two mm-hmm. um, is my favorite Bond movie, and I know again <laughs> this leads into what else we're gonna or the other thing we're gonna do here. But the Bourne Supremacy is my favorite Bourne movie, <laughs> and I know that's a lot of people's least favorite of the. Original trilogy of Bourne movies, but for me, it's it's got great action. It's a intense thriller all the way through, on the edge of your seat the entire way through. Um, and I I just love the way they start this movie. I don't um, remember it too much. I saw okay. it, but I don't remember it too much. Um, it starts off with something happening, and basically, Born is... It's a revenge movie. Born is out for revenge the entire movie. You know what I'm talking about? Now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... And <laughs> I love the way they start out, because it's such an emotional right at the beginning, and then it gets you behind Born, and you're behind him the rest of the way through. And I think it's fantastic. It's my favorite of the Born movies. Again, I know I'm in the minority there, but... I don't care. It, it's fantastic. It's my favorite one. All right. All right. What's your number one, Ozzy? My number one is Casino Royale. I it struggled to <laughs> leave it off because I really like that one as well. Casino Royale was definitely a new, fresh take on Bond, and it mm-hmm. was definitely it was. I liked I liked the the origin story that they did with him, the way that the movie ended. And it, it kind of set up, it kind of explains as to why he is the way he is in a sense. And I really like that explanation because of what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to spoil it for you guys who haven't seen it, but, um, it was just a new take on Bond and I really liked it. And it was just such an interesting movie. Yeah. And it was, it was just such an interesting take on the character, and I really did like um, the movie a lot. I'm not going to fight you on Casino Royale. It's fantastic. Um, and I, I pretty much, um, I pretty much like all of the Daniel Craig um, Bonds, but the Casino Royale and Skyfall are definitely the best. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind. One Quantum and three of are the best. One and yeah. three are the best. I, I don't mind Quantum of Solace. Um, I have my problems with Spectre. That's probably my least favorite. But um, those Casino Royale and Skyfall are just so good. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, it's unfortunate that Craig is probably not going to be coming back. But rooting for Idris Elba, I want Idris Elba on man so bad. Um, <laughs> but we'll see if that happens. All right. Well. We've been kind of hinting at it the entire episode, and we're kind of going to do it now. It's something that I kind of talked about a couple of episodes ago. I mentioned that I kind of want to do something like this. Um, we are going to, and this uh, this is 
I think this will be fun. Um, <laughs> we, we are going to talk about, um, basically what we're going to do is I'm going to say something that is against, either against popular belief or is just a bold prediction. So like, for instance, a couple of weeks, I think you might actually have something similar to this, but a couple of weeks ago I said Seinfeld sucks. Like that's just, that's something that obviously most people are going to disagree with me on. But for me, it's, it's not like, it's just a fact. Um, and it's something I honestly believe. I don't like Seinfeld. Either. I don't like Seinfeld either. That's actually in my... Oh, really? In my okay. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> step on here. Kind of just like completely okay. <laughs> dragged me on there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I forgot that that was on there. Um, got two more though. It's fine. Okay. Um, another, like, and this is... Um, actually, this is another example here. I should have done this as my example, actually. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but Kingsman. That's from our spy discussion that we just had. I don't think it's that good of a movie. What? I don't think it's that good of a movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and this is what I want here, right here. Why? I want why you to yell at me for this. Why don't you like that movie? I don't even understand. What the hell, Carlos? <laughs> Look, you know I don't like those kind of movies where it's just violent for the sake of violence, and I didn't think it was that good. I don't particularly care for any of the characters except for, um, crap, what's the older guy's name? Oh, Con... No, I can't think of it. Colin Farrell. No, no, I I can't think of it. Um, (sighs) I'm blanking on that, and people are going to kill me for that, too. Um, But, yeah, I I don't like Kingsman. I'm sorry. I just don't. (laughs) Some of the violence is just so over-the-top and ridiculous where I'm just like, what am I supposed to do with that? Um, It... I, I... uh, yeah, so that's that. Colin Colin Firth. Is Colin I Firth. Yeah. And who was a Colin in an F? Damn. Um, <laughs> so let's actually get into one of our. Let's start with your actual um, bold statement, whatever, however we're gonna call it. What do you got, Ozzy? SpongeBob is stupid. <laughs> I just I don't like SpongeBob. I think I, this is gonna offend a lot of our generation of people, but some older people are probably like, of course, it's stupid. No, I just, I don't understand what's so entertaining about a sponge, <laughs> like, running around, making freaking crap pies, and literally, I'm like, ah! Like, it's just, I don't understand, like, it's not that great. I'm not necessarily gonna <laughs> fight you on this. Spongebob, for me, was always something that I had on, but it's never something that I was like, oh, a new episode of Spongebob, you know? Um, like, a lot of my friends, a lot of our friends, <laughs> like, can sing the songs word for word it's from Spongebob, and it's just, like, I, I can never do that. Like, they would sing along the Campfire song, I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, um, it's not. <laughs> so, I, I'm not going to necessarily fight you on that, but I think some of our friends might come at you. I mean, that's fine. It's going to be like, I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, one that I have is... Um, I'm going to start off with not necessarily something that's going to go against popular belief, but more of a bold prediction. Um, and this kind of comes out, out of, um, last night I went to go see Cafe Society, which is something that I want to review on the podcast eventually. We'll see if we actually get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, one of the trailers I played before it was the trailer for La La Land, which was one, I think it was on my honorable mentions when it came to our most anticipated for the second half of 2016. And I, after seeing that trailer on the big screen, I, first of all, deeply regret not putting it on my top 10 most anticipated (laughs) because it looks incredible. And my bold prediction here is I am a hundred percent sure 
I am just so 100% sure that this movie, La La Land, is going to get nominated for Best Picture. I'm not, not going to say it's going to win, because I don't... There could be something that comes out and surprises us, and there's a lot of good movies coming out um, the rest of the year. But I am so sure this movie is going to get nominated for Best Picture. I think the music is going to be incredible, just off the song that we heard in the trailer. Um, Emma Stone and um, Ryan Gosling have incredible chemistry. That's undeniable at this point. And I think they're going to play off each other so well. Emma Stone looks like she's going to be fantastic in this film. Um, and then obviously they have the pedigree because of their director. Um, the, the, it was the same director who directed Whiplash, which was nominated for Best Picture. So they have that kind of respect in the Academy. So I am just, I'm, I'm very sure this movie's going to get nominated. So that is a bold prediction for me. Ozzy, do you have anything else? Um, I don't think George Clooney is that <laughs> great of an actor. Like, he doesn't impress me. He he has, like, the same facial expression for every movie that he's in. And it doesn't... I hate... <laughs> to the woman out there, everybody's... If she's Every girl that I've heard, she's like, Oh my gosh, George Clooney is so sexy. And it's like, he has the same facial expression the whole entire time. <laughs> Like, he doesn't do anything else. <laughs> the same, just the same facial expression. Oh, here's my bold statement. Another one. This is, oh, this is like a bonus one. All right. I don't think Morgan Freeman's voice is that great. Whoa. Like, I'm narrating. Like, I'm narrating. Now, narrative that, thing. <laughs> now, that is a reckless statement. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me you're joking right I'm now. not joking. Oh, my Everybody gosh. flips out about this man's voice. Like, whenever he speaks, he's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, God, talk. I'm just like, no, it's Morgan Freeman. It's, <laughs> it's fine. He's just talking. I don't understand the big deal about him talking. He's talking. Oh, my gosh. Wow. He's not, I, like, the voice I want to hear before I he die. He has like, one of the greatest voices of all time. That is insane. <laughs> I just don't. Ever, I just, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that he can't, that he's not a good, like, narrator. I'm just saying, like, he's not my, like, I don't understand, like, the the hype of it all. Like, he's. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. Like, I don't know what to say I have two more, and I don't even know, like, what. I, I don't even know if anything can top that. That's, that's. Now, that's what I was talking about. When I came up with a segment, I was just like, I'm looking for something that's really going to get people going. And you freaking, you hit it on the head, man. Um, gosh, I really hope you're serious about that because people are going to tear you to shreds. Um, <laughs> people will tear me to shreds. I'm going to be fine. Cause I'm gonna, right. It's fine. I just don't understand the hype behind that man's voice. It's a voice. It's fine. But I'm not in love with it. Everybody I, wants to marry his voice. I'm just like, it's it's chill every it's fine it's not a big deal um all right i'm gonna move on to, i don't even know how to process that i'll let um the audience process that they can hit you up on twitter um at castro <laughs> go bring your complaints to him um but you might want to bring your complaints after i say my last two but who knows i don't know if anything can meet what ozzy just said um this is something that has been long-standing on Twitter <laughs> with me um, and definitely among my circles. Um, Winter Soldier is just an average, average Marvel movie. It's fine. I don't understand the hype about it. Coming out of this movie, people were like, 
it is the best movie. It's the, it's the best Marvel movie they've ever put out. It's better than the Avengers. And you know what? It's just average. It's fine. What, what movie again? Winter Soldier. What do you mean? Oh, gosh. You're not paying attention. Winter Soldier is average. Dude. It's not average, it's Carlos. Fine. It's not fine. Look, it's got major plot holes. I, for, for that, look, I don't like CinemaSins, but go li- watch CinemaSins for that movie. Oh. It tears, they tear it to shreds and I love it because there are so many plot holes in that movie. Goodness. Um, you know the the action is great. It what like I think it started off really strong, and then towards the end, I was just like, okay. I think I think what killed you was that whole scene, the plot holes, like that whole entire scene where like they were sitting there, and then the computer was just giving them everything. I think that's the thing that because killed you. a bunch of plot holes. I'm telling you, that movie makes no sense if you put any thought to it. But whatever. Um. So yeah, I and you know what's even more bold, and this is something that I have said before. Um, in conversations about this movie, um, it's not even the best Marvel movie of that year. It let's be real, it's not because Guardians of the Galaxy came out the same year, and Guardians of the Galaxy is I don't the best Marvel movie. Okay, that's period. your opinion. I think it is. That's your opinion. Civil War, oh, Civil okay. War just came in, and I'm just like, oh, okay. You I have to a, admit, okay, that when that act, when that throwdown hit. That yeah. was like fantastic. Uh, yeah. Okay, like, I might I might say it's a better uh, Civil War is a better movie, but for me personally, I'm, I'm saying Guardians is my favorite movie of all time. Period, and that's something I've said before. It's on my letterbox page. It is my favorite movie of all time. It just is. I love that movie, and I can't wait for Guardians too. But even when you're talking about best, Guardians is a better movie than Winter Soldier. It just is. Sorry, um, come at me. Whatever. Um, unless you have anything else, I will finish off with, um, something that I'll, might hit a lot of people hard. Alright, what is it? I'm ready. I don't know if you're ready for this. Um, What is it, man? Okay. Phone's down. What is it? This is, um, something that I think it's going to hit people hard because I, I watch the Oscars every year. I love the Oscars. And, but this year, everybody was watching the Oscars. Everybody. Oh, God, I think I know what you're I, gonna when, say. When I was on my when I was on my hall watching the Oscars, like there were guys across from my hall watching the Oscars, and like these guys don't care about movies at all. Like, well, I mean, they care, but like not like we do, right? And they were sitting there waiting for one announcement. I already know what you're gonna say. And it happened, and everybody freaked the crap out. Leonardo DiCaprio won his Oscar. I'm telling you right now, he did not deserve. To win that Oscar. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Yes, he did. Um, well, alright, here we go. This is what, this is my defense here. <laughs> Michael Fassbender deserved to win that Oscar. What he did with just this guy that we all know, like everybody knows who Steve Jobs is, right? And we've all seen him, we've all seen him speak, or, yeah, we all saw him speak when he was with us, you know? Um, and what he was able to do to just transform into this man and kind of even like and put his own spin on it to where like he wasn't just doing a cheap imitation he was actually like taking the qualities that we would all recognize and portraying those but also he was putting his own stuff into it and it was it really worked 
And I think it was the, by far the best performance. But that's what every actor does when it comes to a role is but they put the. He, but I'm, have you seen Steve Jobs? I need to see Steve Jobs. Watch Steve Jobs. I he will is watch Steve Jobs. Absolutely fantastic in that movie. I'm not, not going to disagree with you because I do genuinely love Michael Fassbender. I think he's one of the greatest actors, like Look, I'm not that's saying, come out so but, far. But um, I don't know. It's something about Leonardo's. Leonardo DiCaprio's performance in that movie was just amazing. Like, he, his emotions, like, he completely drowned himself in this character. He completely drowned himself, as we know, in the nature. And it was just fantastic. Like, I I don't understand, like, what, (laughs) I mean, he was literally out there for a while. I'm not saying that, like. So we're, so if somebody goes out and sits in the cold for a couple hours, then. (laughs) No, but it's also the amount of, just emotion that you see in this character and just the amount of heart and spirit. Like, it's not just about, it's not just about, oh, just, yeah, like, oh, he deserves it because he stayed out there for nine months and he ate like a liver. No, it's, that's besides the point. Like, he, he, this is like a survival movie and it's about him fighting for his life, basically. Fighting, I would say, fighting to get out there and really just, like, just to stay alive. Everybody, like, gave up on him, basically said, all right, look, we'll be back, whatever. Left him for dead. But no, he fought, and he really fought for, for for life. And he went through so much crap in this movie, like as you saw the character did. And I felt bad for him. And I'm not, I'm not saying that like that's why he deserves to win it. But no, he just I he didn't was get the literally out of it that you did. I did. I mean, he's um, look. I think it was a great physical performance. What he was able to do um, out in that actual weather is great. That's great method acting, right? But. And it, obviously, what he like, because from a lot of the movie, he's like physically impaired. So he's crawling around. He's like, um, struggling to get around. But yes, he, it's a, it's basically like he's got revenge on his face the entire time. And that's fine. I just didn't get the depth of emotion that you seem to have gotten out of it. Um, Michael Fassbender, I'm telling you, there were so many layers to him. It was fantastic. I think he deserved it. And you know what? I'm going to get even more reckless. Leo wasn't even the second best. Eddie Redmayne was fantastic in The Danish Girl. And that's an underrated movie, in my opinion. But that's another discussion for another day. I haven't right. seen that film. I need to see it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it for us. It kind of it actually ended on a serious discussion. So that's good. You know, we, we started off kind of slow. And then we ended with that um, kind of insane moment with you saying you don't like Morgan Freeman's voice. <laughs> And then we ended up. No, 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 no. <laughs> I never said I don't like his voice. Don't put words in my mouth, man. Don't put words in my mouth. I like that man's voice. I just don't understand the huge hype. Like, I don't want this man narrating my wedding as other people would. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, let's real quick get into our recommendations. Um, and then we will kind of get out of here. Ozzy, what is your recommendation? All right. Um, I'm going to recommend Ghost Protocol. I didn't make it to my top five list it almost did um this is really where they just started to really get the mission impossible movies really getting great mm-hmm. at this point this is where they added simon peg which is what i said previously i think one of the best decisions that they did was add simon peg because he's one of the just he's honestly one of the best parts of this movie now <laughs> like his comedic timing is great um the choreography in this movie the and the stunts that they did, especially in the tower, was, oh, yeah. were just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the edge of my seat just like, oh, my gosh. And this was just, just 
this is just the beginning. That was the beginning of just a new chapter in this series. Yeah. So I really did like it, and it was it was honestly one of my favorite spy movies ever. So um, I don't think it lives up to Rogue Nation, but I think it's a good movie. I would definitely agree with you there. Um, okay. My recommendation is something I kind of been thinking about this a lot recently because, like, uh, my rant from a couple, like, a while ago now that a few, what episode was that where I had a rant about the spoilers on the internet? Um, but anyway, I, after that, um, I was kind of thinking, like, because I've heard this now a couple times where people spoil great movies and they're like, oh, it's like 40 years old, you should have seen it by now. It's like, shut up. But anyway, um, I'm not going to go back into my rant. Um, usual Suspects. you It's on Netflix. Watch it immediately. If you have not seen it, go watch it so you don't get spoiled. Because I'm telling you, if you that movie gets spoiled for you, that's just sad. It's really unfortunate. Go watch Usual Suspects. It's fantastic. And it's right at people's fingertips. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Watch it so you don't get spoiled. And then don't spoil it for anybody else. Just tell people to watch it. Um... So that's definitely, I, that's all I'm going to say. Just watch Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey is fantastic in that movie. And so is the rest of the cast. Benicio Del Toro is great. Um, just go watch it. Um, that's all I got for today. Um, we are going to have another episode sometime middle of this week. Maybe probably. Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, probably. Um, and then we will kick it into gear with Suicide Squad. We'll have a review of that probably... Either Thursday night or Friday morning. We'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we are most likely going to have a guest on for our spoiler discussion, which will be early next week yes. of Suicide Squad. So be sure to stick around for that. Um, Ozzy, you want to close this out here? Carlos, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Cheerio456 and make sure you follow us on Instagram at Screenfellows. All right, guys, and you can you can find me for screaming at me if you guys want to. <laughs> I'm gonna say it real slow for all you guys who want to scream at me. Castro, Ozzy, <laughs> all right, scream and get at me on Twitter. It's fine, <laughs> guys. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Please don't not do that just because I don't appreciate Morgan Freeman's voice as much. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that doesn't really affect the show. Oh, and we need more ratings, please. That would be great. Um, yeah, definitely more I think ratings. We have five right now. Come on, up that up. Let, let's go. Come on, we guys. Need more than that. Come on, guys. We love you. All right. We need you to love us. Give. <laughs> All right, guys. This is Screen, fellas.